We're flying off to talk travel and Sally Lucas, you're taking us to a rather nice destination first off. Yeah, it's a place we haven't been for a while, Jane, and I just thought we've been talking islands lately and, um, you know, different sorts of islands, both Pacific and Maldives, etc. But this time we're heading for Mauritius and it's a, a gorgeous island and Mark Twain um, actually coined it a phrase that he used saying Mauritius was made first and then heaven was created not far after. <laughs> nice. So how nice is that? He so was a great traveller too. He Mark was. Twain seems to have gone everywhere. Yeah, he's a fantastic and even Newcastle. Even Newcastle. He came here and he wasn't very happy about Newcastle. He thought it was a very dull and boring place back then, but that was quite a long time ago. With a very long main street, which it still has. Yes, he didn't like the long main street, did he? He thought it was a bit silly. <laughs> I think we all realise that is a bit silly now too. But let's go to Mauritius. But we'll go to Mauritius. So if you don't know where it is, it's located in the Indian Ocean. So you fly from here um, via Perth or direct with Air Mauritius and then from there you can continue on of course to South Africa so you're quite close to South Africa and to the north of um, Mauritius you've got Réunion which is another lovely island a French island now Mauritius is um, a bit of a potpourri uh, it was originally discovered uh, way back by um, originally, I think it was Arab sailors. If you're going like way, way back to the 10th century, but the proper discovery, I guess, if we want to call it that, was in the 1500s when the Portuguese discovered Mauritius. Thereafter, you had Dutch and you had French and you had British and all adding their own cultural nuances to to the island. And of course, since then, it's you've had Indian. Chinese, African, of course. So it is very much a potpourri of culture, and so that I think that's what makes it very interesting. What's the main language there? They speak, um, well, they do speak French, and they do speak a form of their own pidgin, as well as speaking, of course, some of the other languages like of their own, like the Indian and African as well. But French is quite widely spoken, as is, is English is as well. And you can actually use your Australian dollar there, so it's quite convenient to be able to do that. Um, their Mauritian rupees is their currency. Uh, Port Louis is your capital. Um, the weather there today, when I checked this morning, was about 26 degrees, so quite pleasant. Mm. Um, yes, and it's, was, uh, it was volcanic. I guess lots of places in the world were, of course, volcanic as, as the world or the earth evolved, but a, a long, long time ago. But it has been left with wondrous mountains. So it's very mountainous as well as having beautiful beaches. So you've got a combination of both. Um, the north of the island particularly is probably your most beautiful as far as your beaches are concerned, beautiful clear water and great for sort of swimming, diving, etc., etc. Um, now, in 1968, the island um, did become, I think, uh, independent at that particular time. And they have, as I said, a lot of diversity of food. The Creole cuisine is quite common, that style of cuisine, and also the Indian cuisine. But you still get a few French dishes as well and some really hot chilli ones. So Mixture of food again, and the music is is unique as well, and it's a mingle as well, and they have a dance, very hip-swaying dance, if you look at a YouTube of it, if you want to have a look, called the Sega. It sounds like Sega or like reggae. It's sort of a little bit like that, but they, they use drums like timpani, um, triangles, all sorts of instruments, but of course more modern instruments have been added in as time has gone on. But yes, it's it's quite a, a I call it a bit of a sexy dance, a bit of a swaying, confronting sort of, sort of dance, and music um so it's the island is about the size of um rhode island just to, to give people an idea which is about 11 times the size of washington dc 
Hmm. Um, whether that helps or not, I don't know. But <laughs> bigger than Lord Howe, anyway. Oh, definitely bigger than Lord Howe. Yes, uh, and it's not far from Madagascar either, um, which is a very interesting island, of course, with the wildlife that's on Madagascar, which is quite unique with lemurs and so on. So you you need some very special parts of the world once you go to these islands. They're very different islands from our normal South Pacific islands, and you've got a proliferation, as I said, of, of wonderful different terrain, mountain ranges, water waterfalls, streams, gorges, and they've got other little a couple of little islets off the main island of Mauritius as well. And you've got about uh, 1.2 million people uh, on there. As I said, the Mauritian rupee is the, current, is the currency. It's about six hours behind us. Um, and you get about 300 Mauritian rupees for about 10 bucks. Can we fly direct? We can. From the East Coast. With Air Mauritius, mm. yes. Who, as I said, can continue you on if you so desire and extend your holiday or go to South Africa first and have a lovely island stay on your way back or just go to Mauritius on its own if you so desire. Um, and it's a lovely spot to go to for a relaxing holiday. Um, you would find, though, that your airport is sort of near Port Louis and most people tend to stay on the northern side of the island. So whether you want to hire a car or whether you just want to stay put because that's all you want to do is stay put, which is, which is great. But you can do tours, of course, but you can also hire a car to get yourself around. So it's a very interesting island, a lot of history and culture there, as I said, with the Dutch East India Company being in there as well. So yeah, and apparently the island was abandoned in the 1700s at one stage and was vacant for a couple of years and then people came back again. So yeah, if you have a Google it and, and have a read, the actual history of Mauritius is quite interesting, where different people came and went and, and left their stamp, I suppose, and their little bit of culture and food. So it's built into this real, as I said, a potpourri, which is very, very interesting. Interesting, but a beautiful island, as Mark Twain said. On to NURFM 21 past one. We are talking travel, Sally Lucas and I. And Sally, we're off a little bit south of where we were before, south yes. of Mauritius and a little bit west. Yes, south and west, continuing on our journey. And a wonderful journey it is. Um, south Africa is a, a beautiful country. It's diverse and very similar in climate to Australia, of course. If you have a look at a, a map, we're very similar locations in the southern hemisphere. And yeah, the people are friendly. The food and wine is fabulous. Um, um, the rand, we really win on the rand. I mean, the rand hasn't had a good value for a long time. So, I mean, you're getting probably about, uh, for 10 bucks, you'll get about 100 rand and that'll go quite a long way. Um, so, yes, economically for you to go to South Africa, it's certainly a great place to go at the moment. And, of course, we all want to go there for... I guess mainly the wildlife is what people initially get attracted to South Africa for, and it is fabulous. Um, you can't you know, ignore that fact that it is really renowned for the wildlife. But, of course, it's a famous coastal area as well, as we know, with wonderful surfers coming out of their surf championships coming down from that bottom area around Durban and Port Elizabeth. And the garden route, as they call it, along that bottom area, Jane, I don't know whether you've done it, but it is delightful. Um, the most beautiful scenery around Plettenberg Bay. It's nice, known as another place. Uh, Utsorn, where the ostriches come from, and you can watch ostrich races and eat ostrich egg omelettes and all sorts of funny things, which is quite interesting. And then, How many eggs do you need from an ostrich to make an omelette for a, one One person? egg is so huge. I think it feeds just about a whole coach group. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> ostrich meat's a bit tough, though. I wasn't too fussed on that. But, you know, and the egg's quite strong, quite rich. Mm, so you wouldn't want a lot of it. 
But then you continue on, of course, to Cape Town, and Cape Town is synonymous with Table Mountain, that wonderful flat-top mountain that is, is just has the most breathtaking views. Um, you can go up there by cable car, of course, unless you're into um, you know Adventure Plus and want to hike all the way to the top. That would be quite a hike, though. Um, and all around that area, you've got your Cape Dutch area, which is famous for its vineyards and its beautiful Cape Dutch architecture. And South Africa in itself, just to go back a little bit into its history, of course, um, it was originally... Um, habited by, if you like, people who were known as the Bushmen. And there's still some of these tribes called Bushmen are still around in the area of Karoo and Namibia, which is more to the to the west. Um, but then, of course, we had, again, famous Portuguese you know, discoverers, of course, entered all this part of the world, didn't they? Um, Vasco da Gama came down in the late 15th century, but it was actually the Dutch who established the first settlement, which was at Cape Town in, in the 17th century, which is why we have that. Dutch influence. But of course, as we know, that during the French Revolutionary Wars, the British took control of the Cape in the late 1700s as well. So, and by the 1800s, large numbers of settlers were coming in from various parts, of course, of, you know, you had Holland, you had some French, you know, of course, you had some British. And of course, it's famous for its diamonds in the Kimberley region. Like us, I mean, we've got diamonds, we've got, we've got very similar, you know, our animals are different, their animals are different, but we've, we've got this similarity. We've got desert, we've got coast, you know, mountains, we've got a lot to offer. And, you know, Kruger National Park, it is just delightful. And the good thing about Kruger is that, it, it caters to everybody's budget. You've got your five-star luxury lodges within um, Kruger, but you can just self-drive if you wish. You can go on a tour. You can stay at a lodge and do your ranger-escorted night and day viewing trips to see your big five. I mean, it, it's just, I think, open to everybody. And if you're doing it reasonably, you can actually stay in these what they call rondevilles, and they're built round with sort of a peaked thatched roof but it's it's sort of it works with the way the heat and the cold is it retains and they're quite thick walls and retains heat but it also keeps cool in summer and they often have cook you a barbecue or a braai as they call it in in south africa and they have uh, some wonderful seafood they have um, langoustines which I don't know, uh, somewhere like the big, a big scampi. And they cook those and just with a bit of garlic butter, butterflied on a barbecue just to die for. And even your wine there now, they'll box your wine up and send it back for you at a very reasonable price if you want to buy some of the lovely South African wine. And they do produce some beautiful wines. As I said, you can self-drive through the country. You can do a coach tour. You've got those wonderful trains, including the blue train. Um, you've got Soweto. It's still an interesting place. You can go and visit Soweto. You can go up to Pretoria, which is your capital, your seat of government. Um, Johannesburg, of course, which is the, the capital. And we've mentioned the others down along the bottom, which is, of course, Cape Town, you know, Durban, Port Elizabeth, East London, etc. Lots of national parks, including the Drakensberg. And you can go west, as I said, to Namibia, which is so different because it's more desert-based sand dunes country style so South Africa is a wonderful place to visit I mean it's very affordable at the moment it's a great time to go anyone you have ever had travel to South Africa I've never had come back and not enjoyed the experience and the journey so just consider it on your bucket list baby and tack Mauritius in there as well as a nice little island escape also so South Africa and Mauritius a lovely destination to hopefully include in your bucket list Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.